This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Inspired by a true story, an unemployed bartender living in a trailer park buys a painting at a thrift store for $3, and then comes to believe that it might be a long-lost Jackson Pollock worth millions. However, as she learns, words like authenticity can become slippery when the art world is forced to clash with the rest of the world. That's the premise of Bakersfield Mist, which will have its Garden State premiere this week at the New Jersey Repertory Company in Long Branch. The play stars Linda S. Nelson as ex-bartender Maud Gutman and John Fitzgibbon as her New York art world nemesis Lionel Percy. I spoke with executive producer Gabor Barabbas about New Jersey Repertory's production. So this play started in Los Angeles and is now gathering steam on the East Coast with talk about it going to New York and London. You're producing it here in New Jersey. What is it about Bakersfield Mist that's generating so much buzz? Well, it's uh, written by a playwright, Stephen Sachs, who's also the artistic director of a, a wonderful little theater in Los Angeles called the Fountain Theater. And um, I think what's generating the buzz is it's a very, very well-written uh, play. And it deals with a um, somewhat controversial subject, intriguing subject, um, about uh, a woman who uh, buys a ugly painting for $3 as a lark uh, to uh, take it to her friend. And um, her friend really doesn't want it. Uh, this woman, Maud, lives in a trailer park, and she winds up uh, in possession of a painting she never wanted. Um, the only thing is that it might turn out to be a painting by Jackson Pollock worth uh, tens of millions. And I guess it's not too difficult to imagine it being turned into a movie or something. Uh, exactly, and and uh, I, I uh, think that the play... Um, is going to have some longevity. It is going to be going to London, and it's also going to have some other productions here in the U.S. after ours. The real-life story this play is based on is the story of a truck driver, Terry Horton, who stumbles upon a painting at a thrift shop, and, and, that, and that's pretty similar to the story in Bakersfield, Mist. But in the documentary about Terry Horton, Who the Bleep is Jackson Pollock, it becomes kind of painfully obvious that the painting was most likely painted by Jackson Pollock. Um, a forensic examiner literally finds Pollock's fingerprints on it. Horton is offered millions of dollars for it, but holds out for more. Are things left a little more to the imagination in the play? Uh, yes. Um, I, and I think even the documentary, uh, Who the Bleep is Jackson Pollock, um, one has to be a little bit cautious in the telling of these stories because uh, uh, they all have a specific perspective. Certainly documentaries will take often a stance in one direction or another. But uh, since this does have as its basis um, a, a um, actual occurrence, um, um, it, it raises the mystery and the dilemma of what makes a work of art authentic, especially when there's a lot of money writing on it, and it has a somewhat sketchy provenance. How did you cast for these two roles, the sort of salty bartender with the million-dollar Jackson Pollock painting and the art historian from Manhattan? Yes, well, uh, we have the character of Maud, who's come somewhat of an overpowering character, um, um, uh, played by Linda Nelson. Uh, so we were looking for someone with a certain, uh, an actress with a certain earthiness, 
and where you could also believe that she would uh, be scraping by with her life in a trailer park. And the character of Lionel, who is the art expert sent by a fancy foundation to authenticate or not authenticate uh, the painting, uh, is played by John Fitzgibbon, who is able to conjure this kind of somewhat stuffy, aristocratic sort of individual um, uh, who lives in the rarefied world of um, art where there's a lot riding on it. Does Jackson Pollock himself get much attention in the play, or is the painting treated as more of um, a, a treasure or something? Do we learn anything about the artist and his work uh, along the way? Of course, Jackson Pollock never makes an appearance, but we he is the... Uh, I'd say he's the third character and the painting's the fourth character. Um, you certainly learn a lot about uh, Jackson Pollock's uh, approach to art, and I think you even get a sense of uh, why he's considered to be a revolutionary artist without it being um, uh, too formal or stuffy, um, uh, but raising him in his real three dimensions. You're a theater producer and you're also a writer. What do you think this play has to say about art? Uh, what it is, how we value it, and why? Well, to me, what intrigued me was I think that the play goes beyond art. It really has to do with, and of course, there's a lot of evidence today in America, given the collapse of the economy uh, in the last three, four years and what's behind it, and um, uh, where we need to take a very close look at what is it that has meaning, what is it that has value, uh, what do we really believe in. And um, uh, I think art is just one more victim uh, to this movement toward greed that has uh, uh, taken ascendance in our society. Gabor Barabbas, thanks very much for doing the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you. Bakersfield Mist begins previews this Thursday at the New Jersey Repertory Company in Long Branch. Opening night is Saturday, December 3rd. For more information, you can visit njrep.org. And for more information on the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence in the arts since 1966.